That was Peter Cottontail, Forever Always, right here on Vocalo Radio 91.1 FM, your favorite Chicago urban alternative in Chicago. You know, I, I gave you all a hint. I said this brother put out an album in 2020. It was his debut album at that Grammy Award winning producer. Oh, man, this brother's super talented. I gave you a hint. I played this song. If you didn't know, Peter Cottontail is in the building. Hey. Rico, my guy, what's going on, bro? It's good to be here, man, for real. It's good to have you here. You know, uh, man, I remember a while back ago watching you over the live on Facebook with Ayana Contreras for your album Catch. Shout out Ayana, man. She really helped me down. Man, that was a great conversation and great performance, by the way. I'm happy to be able to finally share that with you. Yeah, true. I got to look back on that, but. I always have great uh, talks with you guys here at Vocalo, so nice to be here, man. And for we real. set for another one, you know. Um, Lollapalooza hit. What was that? August. August. In the July. Yeah, in the, yeah, we go. And um, you hit the stage at Lollapalooza. I did, man. It was such a blessing. I'm gonna be honest with you. There's so many things I still haven't been able to talk about from Lala, but mm, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right, let's see. I had eight amazing singers. Mm-hmm. I had a band. I had Julian Reed on keys, Wes on drums. Had my homie Nico on horns, Irv on horns, Royce on horns, had Vern on bass, Brian on guitar. And we was at the BMI stage. And honestly, from what I heard, it was the most bumping that the BMI stage has been in a few years, especially since COVID and everything else. So it was a real blessing to bring gospel to Chicago stage because, you know, Chicago is the birthplace of gospel, for mm-hmm. real. Yeah. Hey, it was tight, man, for right, real. The pictures, the, the recap you put up, I mean— I feel like this was my first Lollapalooza, and it was an experience. And think about it. This was like your first time being on the front line. Yeah. Not really, you know, uh, not behind, but in the front line giving people the music. How was that for you? You know, it's so funny, man, because as many years as I played Lala, mm-hmm. I even had a chance to play it digitally for D-Case like in 2020. But as many years as I played, like it didn't really feel like anything different. Like, you know, I go on stage with a lot of my friends. You know, I was able to be joined by Vic. I was able to be joined by Joey, able to be joined by Chan. So it felt like we were just doing everything we do every year, just representing the city, honestly. Yeah, that's yeah. that's great to hear, like, to see that that the support from you all just is so, it's brotherhood. It's so, it's strong, man. It, it's strong, and it, it shows a, a, a huge case of unity as, as, as well, you know. Um, but after Lala, you know, we were supposed to catch up with you. You went on tour. Yeah, my you, bad. You, this is perfect timing. <laughs> it is okay. <laughs> you went on tour. Tell us about uh, you know, going on tour over in uh, Europe. You know, your European tour. Well, I wasn't exactly moving through Europe doing music or okay. what was going on over the past year. Um, and shout out my my brother Chance the Rapper Man, Vic Mensa. They really doing a lot of work to connect Black people back back to their crib. Honestly, back home. You know, um, we're starting in a place called Accra, Ghana, mm-hmm. and um, I went. Went there in January, and we were able to scope, like, the community and the scene and really just picked up the mantle of doing, like, a lot of work there, honestly, because we want to connect black people, man, throughout Chicago, throughout the U.S., back to home and, like, you know, make our community stronger. So uh, all this year, we've been going back and forth to Ghana and doing work and taking meetings. Uh, He dropped it, but Black Star Fest is happening in Ghana January 6th. If you haven't got your plane tickets, yo, Come take your vacation. I know everybody got the first week off in January till the 9th. So come through. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. All the artists that he has planned. I don't know if you've ever uh, uh, 
heard anybody talk about Mac- Magnificent Coloring World. Mm-hmm. It was like a um, thing he did at Sox Stadium. Mm-hmm. Man, it was I'm a- hoping he bring it back. Well, I mean, imagine that, but in Ghana. Mm-hmm. But, you know, way more catered to what's going on and like connecting the Black Diaspora. So. so, Was that your first time making your appearance out in uh, Ghana? That was my first time in Ghana, yes, for sure, in January, yeah. And I, I, I've been back maybe like once or twice since then, and I leave again on Wednesday. So how did that impact you, you know, like mentally and uh, spiritually? All right, first off, for everybody that goes anywhere, when have you been a place and you're able to party with all black people, bro? That's so <laughs> tight. I'm not able to do that in a lot of spaces. So I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I'm just in there partying with my people. It, it feels great. Like, we're having a great time. It's fun. Like, I, I really get too overly excited, you know, especially with the emergence of, like, Afrobeats taking over, like, a lot of uh, yeah. the music scene. Like, I've loved Afrobeats for a long time. Just the music that's the creativity and music that's being made over there reminds me of like 2012 Chicago, how we were like a budding community and that hella artists like everywhere, you know what I'm saying? So it, it was just so exciting. It affected me so much that me personally, I partnered with a nonprofit called Surf Ghana. Mm-hmm. There's a skate park over there. A lot of celebrities go over there and a lot of celebrities like support Surf Ghana. Sandy, she's an amazing nonprofit director that's been doing work for so long. And she opened up this skate park in Ghana called Surf Ghana. And she wanted to build a studio, a free studio for artists um, in Ghana. And basically for the past like six months, me and my studio here, RCM Studios, we partnered with her um, to kind of make that come to life. And then we got some more partners and more contributors and it opened, I believe, August, uh, October 14th. Oh, that's recent. Right, yeah. Very I, recent. All year we've been kind of working on that. It's a completely free studio for people in Accra or people who travel to Accra to record. Um, it's really helping the community out, you know what I'm saying? People are doing podcasts to yoga sessions to anything, you know? It really inspired me, and this is the first time I'm going to say it, mm-hmm. to model my studio the same. So. I believe that next year, RCM Studios Inc. is going to move into a completely free phase of recording here in Chicago, where I want to, like, talk to the people that want to do projects, mm-hmm. and I want to, like, be in their faces and help, like, curate, you know, this, like, round of Chicago music, you know? Now, I mean, it, for those that don't know, that's because this may be the first time they ever heard of RCM Studio. So uh, let them know when things came about, like, when things was funded and when you all opened and, you know, what's the, the mission behind RCM? So I'm sorry I'm so casual with everything. I'm a local here, so I talk like everybody already knows because I <laughs> hang out with people all day. That We just be talking about stuff. But all right, so I, I'm a studio owner, black black business owner in Chicago. Um, and I opened a studio probably like, I want to say like four years ago. It wasn't in Logan. It was in um, Lacuna Lofts. Okay. And we had some changes and we moved to Logan Square. I was blessed by this guy who owned a studio previous and we took over the space and we just been revamping it and remodeling it since, since then so for the past two years in logan square we have rcm studios inc come check it out uh we have a rates that right now we have rates that are affordable by everybody and I, i've been making music out of there for the past two years and i honestly love it and so have a lot of other people that's a blessing my brother mm-hmm. that it sounds like a, a fun task i also it sounds like something that I know many creators would enjoy. It, it sounds like it's good for development as well. And then to hear you say you partner with Surf Ghana and knowing how far, you know, Ghana is to where you are now, I got to know how how do you all infuse that together? Like, is, is there the communication between 
the two. Is it any difficult or challenges that you all face? All right, so of course, in the present time, I mean, they're like what six hours ahead. So mm-hmm. imagine us taking meetings at Friday morning at like five a.m. on Zoom, <laughs> bruh, bruh, or WhatsApp, right, or WhatsApp. <laughs> but honestly, yo, due to this digital age, everybody is way closer than we think. That's facts. Yeah, big facts. So if you can make the time for it, it's not that hard, honestly. That's a blessing. Yeah, to it's hear a you. blessing. For sure. You know, I'm gonna be at. You know, my goal is to be at the festival that's taking place in January. It'll be my first time uh, out in Ghana. You know, so I'm excited. Um, I'm excited, super excited, and I can't wait to see what you all have are cooking up uh, for the festival. But most importantly, we gotta go jump into some music off your album. Catch. <sighs> uh, I got when I get there loaded up. You gotta break down when I get there for everybody before I get into it. When I get there, yo, I was really blessed to work with a lot of people on this project from Madison Ryan Ward, Yeba, Elliot Skinner, Ben Lusher, Rich Saunders, all the guys, like everybody, the amazing singers that I've either met through life. And um, I was able to run across PJ Morton through life, and um, he was able to bless his track. And John Batiste, like, he's been such a like great inspiration and influence in my life, as far as like just being an awesome black musician and creative that holds down his culture. So he was able to participate in the track as well. And of course, you got the awesome Jamila Woods. Man, she 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 has helped me with my writing process and other people's writing process in the studio so much, like. I want to give her all of the flowers, go, because she goes crazy. I know everybody says it when I when they come on vocal up, but she really is the truth, for real, for real, for real. Love to hear that. And that's really pretty much what it was. I was in a phase of like writing soul and gospel music. I was in New York one day and just got on the drums, and that's how we got when I get there. Oh, you know what? I'm happy you paused right there because we gonna come back from this music break and talk about just. Your instrumental ways, my brother. You're so <laughs> talented, and all the people you've been working with. So y'all keep it locked, Chicago. Here's when I get the uh, vocal radio. Hey. Before we get into uh, the music and all the people you've worked with, and so many more things, I learned you have a rabbit I d- as a pet. <laughs> Big shout outs to my rabbit, Junior, y'all. I love him so much, man. He goes crazy. It's hard having a, a a pet when you're constantly on the move, but shout out to all my family and friends that have held me down and taken care of my boy. Yeah. We sure. was off air speaking about how, like, you know, when you're on tour, it's just, it's, it can be difficult, you know, and um, for the last five years, think about it, you've been moving around. So yeah, for sure. To have friends come through and take care of Junior. Yeah. Man. Shout out to my boy Vels. Veli Vels, man. Great producer. Also, a great caretaker of animals, bro. He be walking dogs, and he walks right past my crib, feed Junior for me. I'm rocking with him. My boy. I mean, speaking, you, you know, a lot of people are cat lovers, dog lovers. What made you, you know, want to get a rabbit? I think that speaks for itself, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, for real, though, it was a gift, though. So it was a great gift. And I just kept him, man. Going crazy. Man, yo, that's interesting to hear. But I, I know that that I know Junior keeps you moving for sure. Like the Energizer Bunny, just keep... nah. He more like a cat though. He he be keeping to himself all the time. Like he'll run around, but he got a little condo at the crib. He don't be doing nothing, bro. He got a condo yeah, in the got condo. A condo, huh? in the condo. <laughs> <laughs> you funny, but uh, you know, let's talk about some of uh, of the production work you've done, man. You've worked with so 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 many artists. A blessing. In a way, it's, it's almost like, how do you find time for yourself working with so many people? For instance, Donnie Warwick. Of course, Chance the Rapper. 
I mean, for those that don't know, Social Experiment, uh, Jamila Woods, Tank and the Bangers, Lil Wayne, J. Cole, one of my favorite artists. I mean, out of all the artists you've worked with, who's one of the most memorable collaborations outside of Chance? Oh, uh, man, I was going to say Chance, of course. <laughs> outside man, we, of Chance. Uh, first off, what Chance, I mean, literally, like, bro and, and the movement, what we do as a team, like, like literally his idea is changing the world, shaping the world. So that's one of the most memorable moments. I mean, we won a Grammy in 2016, you know what I'm saying? Shout out him. But other than that, you know, one thing that we've been able to do as a gang, I can't just say one person that's been favorite to work with. I love Solana. Scissor, she's amazing. Like her creativity is amazing. She's just a great person overall. But man, we have been able to be in rooms with people where like where their creativity was budding. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you mentioned Cole, like, I haven't seen Cole since 2014, but I remember him pulling up to a studio with the backpack saying, like, yeah, you know, I got these beats and us chopping up about Ableton, you know what I'm saying, or chopping up about Fruit Loops, like, you know, or, like, my homie Cam Obi making beats for him and stuff like that, or, like, being in places where we work with guitar players or piano players or instrumentalists or vocalists that are in the process, like I am as a producer, mm-hmm. Um, and we've been able, been able to build and grow from there. So those are the most memorable memorable times, and those happen a lot. But the music, making the music with people is amazing, but growing with them and being, being able to have that like moment where you was like, ah, I found that out with you, mm-hmm. or we was in the studio at the same time where we butted together, That that's been the rawest thing, honestly, G. Yeah. Yes, and that's happened with, I mean, maybe besides the legends, like 60% of the artists that I've, had the chance of coming across, you know what I'm saying? From anywhere from, um, like you said, Cole, El Varner, to Madison, to Yeba, to Elliot, to Chicago artists like Rachel Robinson, Jabari, you know, Jack Red, all, all those other cats. Like, man, to be able to grow with them, like, that's how you keep the community strong. So those are the most memorable moments. I wish I had a big flex moment where it was like, I do, but I'm not flexing. Like, it's just like building, growing with these people are, is a flex, honestly, because it's a, a blessing, G. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? This is a flex moment. <laughs> <laughs> Some people be like, yeah, I was on a plane Bruh. with DJ Khaled and we recorded this crazy verse. I don't got the private Man, plane look, like records yeah. for y'all. <laughs> Let's go back to 2016. You're talking about flex moment. I remember watching the Grammys when uh, Chance won the Grammy. You won a Grammy as well. Like, when that's a huge flex moment, you yeah. know, worldwide. Um, and for you... When did you realize, like, oh, man, we could actually do something bigger and we could win the Grammy? When when did that spark, you know, when, when did that spark come about for you? I think as a producer and somebody who, like, loves music for his whole life and have people around me that have grandiose ideas that seem on a larger scale from a lot of artists I work with, it's always been a possibility to have a bigger impact. So shout out to my community for having that mindset and being able to participate in that mindset. But when we were making Coloring Book, G, like, when I was sleeping at SCRC and going home at six in the morning, I was on my bike, like going to the crib, coming back like a couple hours later. Like, I mean, at one point, the work you put in is telling your body <laughs> that something's great is finna happen, G. <laughs> no lie. So, from that, like, I think that's a point where we knew, like, I mean, even before that, people have been putting work in way before that. But that's just an example I can give related to Grammy. Like, we knew, G. Like, it, it was up, bro. You. It's a lot of work, G. Like, it's a lot of content, context, 
specifically speaking with the chance the chance project coloring book he does variety music bro like he's touching a lot of different cultures production and right now i'm speaking as a producer um he does a lot of like music that touches a lot of different facets of what we listen to so you gotta dive in and not like try to impersonate that like you gotta learn about those things like, you gotta learn about truth music like i had to learn about more gospel music like how to learn about those things and how to apply those things to music and soul and things like that so research on top of research listening on top of listening mm -hmm. for sure yeah for sure for sure so you learned a, a, a lot amongst you know matter of fact speak on something you've learned um musically that could help some other artists uh you know get in, into achievement as well a <laughs> hey, shout out to social experiment nico red nate fox chance one thing we always say pick a song and finish it mm -hmm. that's on the whiteboard on probably a lot of places that we walk into pick a song finish it that's it you just finish your idea like don't worry about everything in between write some music man get it off your chest pick a song finish, finish it. it you know what we need a whiteboard in here <laughs> <laughs> Definitely need a whiteboard in here. Chicago, we got Peter Cottel in the building. Hey. Uh, you know, got an event coming up. We're going to chop it up about this event right after this music break. But I got Together loaded up. Got us to break down Together for everybody before we get into it. And then we're going to pop right back in with some more convo. Okay, okay. Hey, check it out. So Together, all right? Um, I'm so blessed to have like rich music history and, and, and tracks that I've done. I was able to do a, um, I guess... A commercial for for youtube and google google yeah um they do a year in search every year where they recap the year and i actually got one of the hardest years it was the year of COVID. so I, I partnered with a lot of people and just to make a long story kind of short i was able to um get a lot of black musicians like over 80 black musicians to participate in this track to kind of bring like a lot of things uh, that were happening to light through it, our expression of music so um, it was like a big orchestra, Matt Jones. Shout out Matt Jones, man. He's in LA. He's an awesome orchestrator and composer, man. Um, I was able to get together with C uh, YCSO, the Youth Symphony Orchestra. They were able to participate in the performance that we did on Stephen Colbert. And I always shout out CCC, but also now known as UVC. They was able to participate and bring the kids. So I was able to get a lot of arts programs to participate in like bringing what happened that year to life through the Google Year in Search 2020. And bro, I, I could tear up, man. Google, they rocked with us. They donated like, I was able to donate like, I don't know, 60K to uh, Merit, I think, Merit Music. And I was able to donate some money as well to UVC and just keep the arts, keeping the arts programs like front forward and front facing when on uh, my music at that time so that's like a big breakdown of what happened in this song when i think about the song i think about that I, I think about the whole city being represented in this year in search and like chicago was crazy yes it is from the bridges downtown going up oh, after man. riots to COVID. you know what i'm saying like to yeah there's a lot all, of I, I mean i could keep going going like, on with cps all i, I, types I could just of imagine stuff. all the flyers for like uh um like food uh banks to mm -hmm. protests happening i could see it in my head g like it was crazy so i had to get my city in on this one like god really blessed me to make those connections so i'm glad you're playing that man shout out to y'all shout out to yeah, you for making it and bringing everybody yeah. together yes, yes. <laughs> y'all keep it locked we coming right back after this music break
haven't listened to that song in so long. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Cynthia Revo and Chance on that, man. They really brought some stuff. And, and Kofi, he's an amazing poet. He really laced the beginning, man, working with him. And I also worked with some YCA poets, too, to bring, like, the demo to life, like, and one day we'll get online and like uh, I'll explain to you like the real process of doing commercial music, you know, mm -hmm. uh, as a producer. But man, shout out together, man. Wow, we in here together, unified. Amazing, amazing record right there. You know, Catch came out twenty twenty. It was your debut uh, project. Uh, for you, it's two years now. You know, um, how was it putting together Catch in the first place? You know. The process for Catch is a little bit different than I've experienced in producing albums. I've been able to like executive produce some projects and sit in the studio with artists and get it together for a couple months or a couple weeks or whatever. I was um in between like doing a lot of projects for a lot of years. And I was running to like a lot of gifted musicians and we had a lot of uh, I wouldn't say spare time, but we had other times where we were like musically like developing or enhancing together or writing and stuff like that. So in that time I just made use of what was around me g and just started making more music um and records like i had been doing like vocal production mm -hmm. and uh, i'm known for doing like a lot of vocal production or people call me to get choirs or I i'll do background vocals on a, a track myself and shoot it over to some other people that'll enhance it but just using those talents and and um having like little writing camps over the like maybe three or two years um and making catch um was it and this was previous to previous to catch yeah having the writing camps like i remember me nico and nate we stayed over in london one time with uh elliot richard and ben uh, a formerly known as third story and it was just cooking some tunes had some people come through i've done it in chicago maybe twice uh i was able to do that like maybe upper wisconsin i was able to do that in a couple other places and it was fire man like little writing camps that just brought us together and one thing that brought us together was like our belief in God. Jay. Like, mm -hmm. and was able to talk about that, expand on that on the record. I mean, like I said, Chicago was the birthplace of gospel music, and all these cats in my choir, man, you'd be surprised what church you probably went to at the same time as them <laughs> <laughs> in Chicago. So, we was able to make that, man. It was so beautiful, bro. Like, you got me thinking too. Like, uh, with Catch being out, like, how did? catch change you musically because think about it you said you even went uh you did music camp for like two years previous to even putting catch out uh then you being an instrumentalist and working on so many other people's projects and music and you finally putting out you know your debut album so how, how has that changed your music man honestly like mm, the word change is hard but enhanced for sure like you know I, i'm i went way farther into my choir writing you know what i'm saying like for example, my job as a music director, there's a lot of different hats that I put on, music director, producer, artist, and some other stuff, but as an MD, like, I might have a choir pull up on you at your award show because you want to do a song with a choir, and I might have to write some extra parts or some oohs and some ahs or work with Rachel to bring some more parts to life, and I just did that more on my record. You know, I just started writing more and got way deeper into that, started reading the Bible way more, studying, you know, be paying attention to my ser sermons and taking in that knowledge and putting them back on record, gee, honestly. Yeah, so it's definitely changed me as far as, like, I'm for sure a better writer <laughs> than I was before. I'm writing for a group of people. I don't hear many choir directors talk about it, but it's definitely different, for sure, than sitting with, like, an artist or rapper being like, oh, yeah, you should just say this right here on this line, or, like, hearing them go through their thought process and seeing them coming up with lyrics for themselves. This is way different, but it's definitely changed my writing, to say the least. And it brought a lot of new people, fans, like, 
it went number one in Japan radio, like Japan uh, Apple Radio for like six months. It was a good time too, because you know Jesus is King was out around that time, and I was battling with him over there yeah. for the for the charts. It was crazy, bro. So it's definitely added a lot more value into like making sure that I express my belief on record. Yeah. Ever since two thousand five, two thousand two, whenever College Dropout came out or or uh, post that, like a lot of people make one or two faith-based tracks on their album you know you got jesus walks you got god's plan you got uh blessings by kendra you like you know, a lot of big yeah. tracks you know what i'm saying so i just made an album full of all those tracks <laughs> do you you know do you personally feel like you know with you put in catch out it helped amplify the gospel genre because oh, you for don't sure. really we you know snoop he also did a gospel album so Nicki Minaj did a gospel song so, yeah, yeah you, you, little baby did a gospel song yeah, with Kurt franklin yeah, yeah you know i think the bridge is widening, for sure. Like, we don't got to get stuck in our lanes. Like, you know what I'm saying? The bridge for rap is, has widened. We see here, um, you know, and shout out to Migos, G, like, for real. But we hear them on pop records. Like, we, we heard them on a Calvin Harris beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, we heard Future on a pop beat. You know what I'm saying? We heard, you know, all types of stuff. Like, we got Kirk Franklin and Lil Baby working together. We got Fred Hammond and Kanye West. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I, I don't think that this belief-based music should be in a shell. Yeah, it's not like, it doesn't happen, our belief doesn't happen in a vacuum, so why should our music happen in a vacuum? You know what I'm saying? Like, Reach, my yeah. brother. Let people know, because, you know, I, 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 my grandma, I remember when I got baptized, you know what I'm saying? I remember, like, it was yesterday. It's always been a part of who I am in my family, you know, so. Definitely. And so many people have that same story, same, oh, yeah, it's a part of me. Okay, cool. What's up? Here's the album, you know? Yeah. But here's the catch twenty two. Okay, Peter. You know, I got this new joint right, but I, I, you don't got I, it yet. I gotta send you the whole thing. I got some of it. You're right. I got some <laughs> of it. But are we gonna receive a another album from you anytime For sure. soon? Hey, one thing that I want to do, I want to drop a mixtape. Okay. I ain't like. Okay, let me preface this with like Fred Hammond and Kirk and all them guys. Hezekiah Walker. Back in the day, gee, they was dropping live performance mixtapes of them performing at a church like for real oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you can go on yeah. youtube and see them like it was, it was yeah. busting out the seams <laughs> oh my god like gee I, the church was cracking like a lot of their singles were doing really well yeah. after that too so i'm getting that yeah like come through come through city winery tomorrow and experience kind of the same thing as well as like a mixtape would be fun for people to like view you know what i'm saying listen to and like, like their regular time like my pastor said something in a sermon Sunday that really stuck with me. And I think I heard it before, but pastors, their job, right? Mm -hmm. Pastors see people in the top 10% of their life and the bottom 10% of their life. So pastors get to do like weddings. Pastors get to do like, you know, matrimony, a lot of great celebrations, christening of children, but they also get like the depressed, like, uh, this is what happens, you know, in my, my relationship or my marriage and stuff like that. But, like, there's a lot of space in between. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and let's make a bridge. And this is, shout out to Pastor Toledo, Chicago Tabernacle. I'm trying to make a bridge so you can live and walk with your faith through listenable and relatable things, like, in between that those 10%. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. we should be able to, man, a couple of years ago, I was... Well, I was on tour like a long time ago, and instead of like watching Netflix and stuff on the road, I decided to replace some of that stuff with watching sermons. You know what I'm saying, or studying. You know what I'm saying, like okay. this is what I believe in. Period. You know what I'm saying. So, and what, I, what has that done for you? 
catch. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> to say the least, bro. Like, it's done so many other things. It's planted so many things. And God has brought me such a ripe harvest from that. You know what I'm saying? And known and unknown things that are still happening. So that's definitely what it's brought, for sure. And a certain maturity that's helped me, like, be influenced my friends and the gospel being an influence to me. So... I'm writing some new songs. Seems like you got some new music that you yeah. to hit play on. Most definitely is. I, I really want to preview new music on Vocalo because y'all play great joints all the time. And we about to jump into a preview too. Before I get into it, let people know where they can find you, uh, how they can follow you, uh, and let people know again to pop out to Black Star Festival, you uh, know? For sure. Once again, y'all, I'm Peter Conte. I'm from the south side of Chicago. You can find me in Chicago. You can find me at RCM Studios up north. But also, you can find me online. I'm at Real Cottontail on Instagram. Real Cottontail, that's C-O-T-T-O-N-T-A-L-E, like the story. Break down things before I get into Man, this. Man, I'm not even going to break down new music yet because <laughs> I'm going to keep playing it. I'm going to be back on vocal. I'm going to play some more new music. Y'all might hear the same track again. I want to put it in y'all heads, but this is my healer, G. Shout out Fred Hammond and everything he did in the 90s. Shout out Kirk Frank and everything he did in the 90s as far as gospel music, man. My star should have taught me up. I should have been dead and gone. My heart couldn't take much 